Welcome to the Booker's Alliance podcast, where we hold the pencil and the pencil is power. Coming at you right now is your host, Marky Mark, along with the man, the myth, the legend, Frank Donaldson. Join us as we discuss the ever-changing landscape of professional wrestling. So hang on tight, you jabronis, and enjoy the ride. All right, welcome in, welcome in, everybody. Thank you for joining today's episode of the Booker's Alliance podcast. Today's topic, we are going to talk about the most match-used weapons, and what better person to talk about this today than our guest, the innovative or violence, Mr. Tommy Dreamer. Come on in, Tommy. Who? Tom, Tom, Tommy. He didn't Tommy. call us back. Tommy didn't call back. No, he didn't call. He didn't respond to emails, texts. Yeah. He didn't call him back. I thought for sure we had him. No. Uh, no. What about Mick? Did we get Mick at least? Mick Foley. Did we get Mick, him? Mick, Mick, um, Rocky's trainer? Mick? <laughs> no, not, not cut me, Mick. No. Not, <laughs> Mick Foley. Mick Fo- No, man. No, he we, didn't didn't call. we don't have a budget for that. Correct. Did we get Crash Holly? Crash Holly. Crash He's still with us. We we can't tap oh, into the beyond. Yeah, come on. So we got we got Marky Mark and Frank Donaldson and Miller Light. That's who we got talking with us today. I don't know about you, but I ain't never been in a hardcore match. I, I mean, I've I've watched some hardcore stuff, but that used that used to come on at Showtime late at night when oh, I was no, a young boy. Yeah, oh, no, Cinemax. Yeah, that's when you watched it in between the blurred lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I thought it was hardcore because I was probably the softest core ever. But you know, when you're when it's all squiggly and all that, you don't know if it's a nipple or an elbow. It's, Ooh, we it's got hardcore way off topic real quick. Let's Sorry. let's bring this back. Uh, well, you said hardcore. I mean, Hey, I didn't know where we were going. All right, so if we didn't, if we didn't get Tommy, we didn't get Mick, we didn't get Crash. Uh, we just gonna have to make the best of it, and and we're gonna talk about the most match used weapons that we've seen in some of our favorite matches. And we, you can't start off talking about weapons in a match without talking about the steel chair. No, that, I mean. I mean, hell, I remember back as far as when they used to use the wooden chairs. But I mean, yeah, the steel chair is a that's that's a staple of wrestling nowadays. I mean, you know, whenever there's a weapon involved, you know, the first thing you're anticipating is to see the chair come out. You know, right. the other stuff, the other craziness that all happened. You know, wrestlers kind of went away from it. The steel chair has been a that's been a staple for as long as I can remember. And whether it's from under the ring, whether it's from ringside itself, whether it's from in the crowd. You always see one pop up somewhere. Oh yeah, they're they're under the under the ring, next to the ring. I mean, people are sitting in them magically. They're <laughs> sitting in them. You know, they're all there's always one there, or sometimes there's a hundred there. Where you see a hundred of them get thrown in the ring, and they don't even use one. But I often wondered how they expected. You know, were they were they expecting some flash mob to show up on the ringside? With the, I guess hundred I mean, chairs you know, for maybe that maybe that's for the talent meetings. You know, when they have the big talent meetings. <laughs> maybe after they get done with the meet, they say now folder. I'm under the ring. Yeah, there. hold your chair and toss it under the ring, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the steel chair, it's been used quite a bit. It's also been uh, kind of innovated, whether it is uh, just handheld use or put in the corner or uh, Edge and Christian kind of perfected it with the concerto. Concerto, yeah. And then, and then you see them, you know, snapping off the bars and using it in submission oh, holds. Yeah, there's a lot of variety to using a steel chair. I mean, you, you've seen people sandwiched in between them. You've seen... You've seen them propped up and people sat in them. You've seen them used to break ankles. I mean, you pilmanize somebody. Yeah, you break necks with <laughs> yep. steel chairs. It's probably the 
that's probably why it's the most popular weapon of all, of all, because there's so many different uses for it. I mean, you know, how many uses are there for a ladder? Like, you know, right. there's only so many things you can, you can split a head open with a ladder. As yeah, we've we seen that, or, Mr. Finn Balor. Yeah, or you can, <laughs> you know, wrap it around. But there's only so much you can do with a ladder, a kendo stick, you know, some of our other favorite weapons. But the steel chair, I mean, we've seen that used in so many different ways. Yeah, that, that's got to be number one. Yeah. Uh, so move on here to uh, our next one on the list, the table. You know, Ah, the table. Devon, get the, get table. the tables. I mean, <laughs> when did the table even become like a weapon? When- so I think the table was popularized in the ECW, uh, whether it was uh, a table that was set on fire or whether it was four or five tables stacked on top of each other where New Jack went through them all. New Jack, uh, Ooh, yeah. There, there's a weapon used in wrestling. My God. <laughs> so, so I think the table became popularized in ECW. Uh, Rob Van Dam was a frequent user of the table, um, especially doing rolling thunders through the tables. I mean, uh, he did all kinds of crap. Good use Five star frog splashes and there you all go. kinds of stuff. But yeah, the Dudleys are, are the most synonymous with the tables. Um, that used to be their stick still is their stick yeah. anything they do uh, as a matter of fact any hardcore match you see happen on tv these days uh, the crowd is just chanting for the table they applaud it when somebody oh, drags yeah. out the yeah, table they, they, you know it's coming i mean you expect it you want it you don't want it when when you lay somebody on the table and it starts cracking then you're like uh-oh <laughs> we might have went the wrong way on yeah that one was gimmick too much there a little bit a little bit but. <laughs> I remember the WrestleMania I went to. I, that's the one where Edge put Mick Foley through a flaming table flaming that Lita had yep. set off. I, I mean, and I was in the first section, not not on the floor, but the very first section behind it. So I was pretty close. And I remember when that table lit up. I mean, you could smell the lighter fluid in there. I mean, it smelled like a good old-fashioned barbecue in there. And then all of a sudden you realize this is people that you're smelling burning mm, in here. Yep. All of a sudden the appeal was kind of lost on me, but I mean, the visual was amazing. So. Yeah, so speaking of the, the the grotesque nature and the appeal of it all, Cody Rhodes, Brandy tried to kill him with a ah, flaming yeah, table. Yeah, I don't know what he had did the day before. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he had maybe, – maybe he told her he had, she had – or he had – dodged the WWE call or something and she was upset about it or whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know what was going on in that, but the look, I remember the sight of that. That wasn't appealing. That was, that was scary. Well, I'm talking about appealing as in his skin peeled off his yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff. <laughs> Everything peeled off that day. That boy's back bubbled faster than chew chewing gum. His soul peeled off that day. Cause I mean, yeah, he hit that table and rolled in it. I mean, he couldn't get out of it right away. And Ooh. Yeah. That was nasty. Yeah. Uh, let's, 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 uh, hope we don't ever see that grotesque yeah, i don't think wwe is letting that happen no i don't think soon, so yeah. so that, that's a goner yep moving on to the next uh weapon that was popularized uh in in the wwe as a matter of fact the ladder match the, the ladder, ladder match tables uh, ladders and chairs tables, ladders and chairs. funny how they come up that way mm. but yeah yeah, but you know the first ladder match that uh, everybody always remembers was Sean and Razor. Yeah, that that was that was the first popularized one. Yep. So so from what well, a historical point of view, I remember Bret Hart actually introduced the ladder match to WWE because he had done them in Stampede Wrestling up in Calgary out there. So mm. I remember he introduced it. Apparently, from by his stories, he had a couple with Sean before the one at WrestleMania, but. I mean, they weren't on TV. You know, they were just kind of trial runs and things like that. But, yeah, whenever you think of the ladder match, I mean, the first match that's going to come into your head is that Razor and Sean at WrestleMania 10. Because it was, I mean, it was so brand new and the match was just so amazing. It was like, 
you know, again, as I started off this, you know, this particular show with how much can you really do with a ladder? I mean, those guys found the most creative ways to do yep. for what was that? 25, almost 30 years ago. Yep. I mean, they came up with some uber creative ways of using a ladder 30 years ago. That's hard to be able, that's hard to top now. Yeah. So when the, the most recent anniversary of that kind of came to pass, uh, WWE put out a, a YouTube uh, video of Sean and um, Razor or Scott Hall. They were kind of watching that match back. Uh-oh. And one of the, the statements that was made was, can you believe we pulled that off and we only had one ladder? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, now, I mean, nowadays in a match, I mean, there's 40 ladders out but there. It wasn't the fact that there wasn't any more ladders to put out there. That was the only one they had. Yeah. Had that, had that, had that ladder there. broke. Yeah. That match would have been over. Absolutely. I mean, they, cause <laughs> they, they would have had enough sense to do the Will Hobbs thing where 500 referees to get down there and huddle up under it. They, you know, make a little teepee down there of themselves to <laughs> nope. build the ladder up. They, you know, they had one ref out there. They wouldn't have been able to do that. Had that ladder broke, that match would have gone. That, it, it wouldn't be talked about as one of the best, but that would have been in Wrestle Crap 101. <laughs> you know, that would have been some of the worst best we've ever seen at a WrestleMania. Yep. And, and they lucked out. They made magic out of that. And talking about making magic, you cannot look at these three weapons and, and talk about the tables, ladders, chairs match between Edge, Christian, Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys. No, absolutely. That, that, that those three tag teams made magic with those three weapons. Yeah. I mean, they were able to do it twice, you know, which is astounded. You know, they did it once at WrestleMania, then they came back and did the match again. And they were they were able to make it more creative. They built off of what they had made, the magic they had made at WrestleMania. But I mean, that WrestleMania match still, you know, it's always even though no matter how many times they did it, that WrestleMania match is always going to be the one that's most talked about yeah. because again, they stole the show, you know. Yeah. At a WrestleMania, that's you know, kind of your goal. If you're not going to main event, you're all, the only other option you got is, hey, I got to go out there and try and steal the show. Otherwise, you were just a guy that just happened to be there when blah, blah, blah happened. Yep. But those guys were able to take a whole lot of shine off of Stone Cold and The Rock and Triple H and Kurt Angle and a lot of other heavy hitters being, uh, you know, mid-card guys, basically. You know, they were mid-card tag teams that were able to go out there and make magic and, you know, etch their names in stone in WrestleMania history. And the two iconic moments out of those, those table ladders, chair match, both involved Jeff Hardy, uh, him taking the spear swinging oh, from yeah. the belt. Oh yeah. Uh, and then him doing the swanton off of a 25 foot tall yeah. ladder. at ringside. Went through, went through Bubba. If I remember oh. right, and I just remember seeing his body as the ladder cracked in half. And you know, them two guys were just laying down there and you're, you're looking at him like, you know, and Jr. with his famous call, oh, my God, he's dead. dead. And you're looking at him like, yep, maybe. He might be dead. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that was one time. You know, a lot of times, you know, Jr. would, Stone Cold would hit a stutter. And you, oh, he's dead. No, he's not dead, Jr. He's, <laughs> he'll be okay. But when those guys crashed through the ladders and you you started seeing some of them falls and Jr. said, oh, my God, he's dead. You're like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Hope not, but could be. So. Yeah, and, uh, and, you know, the, the lure of, of those matches go, um, you know, as they walk back through the curtain at the end of the match you know they were told man that was phenomenal don't ever do that again yeah no, absolutely <laughs> not. because i mean again when you're sitting back there watching you're you, you don't know you know yeah. you, you know they're hurt because i mean that's obvious but you're like to what extent are they hurt yeah. are, are they when they're not going to be on raw tomorrow night hurt or are they your career just ended hurt you're just like uh 
yeah, it made for a great visual, you know, you did great for WrestleMania. Please never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to our next weapon of choice, which is the kendo stick popularized by the guest that could not be here with us today, I guess, Tommy Dreamer. He, ah. Yeah, unfortunately. But, uh, Tommy, I think he's recording busted open yeah, right now. I mean, you know, he he is, he's, got a, he's, got other, he's got other obligations. I understand. Yeah, Tommy, we're thinking about you, though. But the kendo stick, you know, Tommy popularized the kendo stick. Uh, Sandman popularized the ah, kendo stick, yeah. but he was called a Singapore cane. There you go. The Singapore cane. <laughs> ah. um, but uh, one thing that I do remember about ECW vividly was the use of kendo sticks. Uh, and matter of fact, Tommy Dreamer getting hit and then standing up going, thank you, sir. May I have yeah. another? <laughs> <laughs> now, that, that's a memorable ECW. Notice how with all these weapons matches, you know, now the t- TLC match, you know, that was a WWE thing. But do you notice how independently all these weapons kind of harken back to ECW yeah. days. I mean, ECW brought, they introduced a brand new form of wrestling that, you know, people weren't aware of, you know, but it was, you know, it was more realistic. I, you know, if you get in a bar fight, you're not, you're not just bar fighting out there in your underwear, you know, grappling around with, you're picking up whatever's available. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're swinging it. So yep. ECW kind of brought that, you know, that, that feeling into the wrestling ring. Like, Hey, this ain't just a wrestling. This is a bar fight. Yeah. You know, this is a fight. You know, we're out here fighting to see who's the best. So, you know, they introduced that. And, of course, everybody stole it, ran away with it, mm. as everybody does. But, I mean, hey, you got to give ECW, especially if you're going to talk about weapons, you got to give ECW a special shout out. Very true. So much, of, so much of what we get now and what we got over the last 25 years came through a little promotion out in Philadelphia that not everybody heard of. Yep. And you really couldn't get except for two in the morning around here. Yeah. <laughs> so I was still in Chicago then. I remember it came on some kind of like 1130 at night on TNN or something like that. Show yeah. channels that you weren't watching, but you're like, I got to stay up to watch this, you know, and. Ooh, the production level was poor, but I mean, hey, you know, the stars that they created, things like that. Got to give their props on that for at a weapons conversation. Absolutely. And uh, going into our last weapon, it's actually a, I guess you would say, a combination of weapons. We're just talking about the ringside set itself, whether it's the announce table, the barricade, the Spanish announce table, the uh, the steel steps. Uh, it just seems that, ring you know, posts. the ring post. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah, the set itself is definitely, I mean, it. It's probably the best used weapon because those are the things that you don't get disqualified for because they're you're not introducing them into the match. You're just kind of using your environment. So, again, kind of that same thing, you know, barroom brawl type feel and things like that. That's what you would do. You know, it'd be, it'd be, you're going to use your environment. And that's just what the wrestling ring provides. I mean, even as far as like a steel cage match or hell in the cell, things like that, it's still part of the set i guess you want to call it so introducing it into the match is just necessary but you know it makes for a lot of different angles that you can pull you know ramming a set of steel steps into a guy's head or you know putting him through the spanish announce table i mean you know and it's a fun spot you know for that but it, just because it's out there it's like hey you know in the real world quote unquote the real world you'd be using your environment to your advantage so hey you got to do it in this ring you know in this environment too yeah, and i would uh, i would always, i would go as far as to say the still steps may be the most unpredictable weapon that's out there around ringside just because 
it's heavy as hell. They're awkward. Yeah. And I mean, those, when those guys pick them up, I mean, there's some guys that like Brock Lesnar, he picks them up and it's like throwing a, a Lego across the room. Yeah. You can pick them up and sling them. <laughs> yeah. And then you see some guys, you know, they struggle, but they get there. But then at the same time, I mean, how many times have you seen these, like, even if they're going into the ring post, sometimes it ain't it ain't ballet. You get really cracked with those things. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I always remember back, so historians out there remember with me, Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3, you know, Hogan threw Andre into the ring post, and Andre put that big old paw up on the ring post there, and then just kind of slightly pressed his head up against his hand. No way he hit that ring post there, but hey, Andre was a smart guy. Andre said, hey, I'm not leaving a night here with a concussion. I already got a lot of problems going on. But then there's guys like Brock Lesnar. I mean, you oh, know, when, when he takes that pole shot, he doesn't even put his hands no. up. He leads with his head like a rhino. He yeah. puts his head out there like a rhino and just goes dead head first into it. I'm convinced. Figures out whatever happens, happens. I'm convinced that dude was a mastodon in a previous life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we've said it before. I'll say it again. If the aliens ever invade, if Independence Day ever happens, we send him out there first. He's our alpha. Lashley goes out there with him, a couple of other guys. Uh, Bronson Reed after the, <laughs> you know, after here recently what we've seen. Otis. We sent a bunch of them guys up there. We'll yep. see if they can fend them off. But, yeah, those are the Avengers there. But, yeah, Lesnar leads them because, I mean, you want to talk no pulling punches, no nothing. That all weapon shots. I mean, you know, I remember he wrestled Triple H, and they put they introduced the steel steps into their match. They brought him into the ring, and I remember Triple H pedigreed Brock onto the steel steps. And you know, most guys they put their hands down to kind of block. You know, when Triple H lets go of your hands, you put your hands down to you know soften the blow a little bit. I don't even think Triple H let go of Brock's hands. Nah. I think Brock took that mouth and face first, Full on. dead into the steps, and just said, "Hey, whatever happens, happens." I'm, my God, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think with, uh, that ringside environment, that's, that's real cool. Um, and then, you know, we don't have this on the list, but this is an honorable mention the arena itself. Um, you know, the, all the matches that go out into the arena, oh, yeah. uh, jumping off the balconies. Hell, we've seen Sting at what, 64, 65 yeah, jump yeah. off a balcony recently. He's done it. Yeah. <laughs> so the arena itself, you know, can be used as a weapon, but it never ceases to amaze me. The, the creativity that these uh, guys and gals can can pull off in the ring, uh, it, it's just amazing with what they can do. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, you got to be creative in those kind of situations. You know, you're out there. Everybody's expecting pandemonium. You know, it's going to go crazy. It's got to go wild. You got to be inventive. And, you know, these guys are able to do it. They're able to use those weapons and make them and make them memorable. Yep. All right. So that was our talk about uh, our most match used weapons. Obviously, there are plenty more that we could go through, but we're not going to take all that time today to go through them. Uh, but hit us up on our social media platforms. Tell us what your uh, favorite weapon that you've seen used in a match. Uh, if we've, you know, if, if, if we've you know, not put one in the list that you thought should be there, hit us up, drop us a line. And with that, we thank you, everybody, for listening to our podcast and we bid you adieu steel chair against the head today's podcast was produced by sbp you can find our podcast on all major podcast platforms also connect with us on our social media accounts search for the bookers alliance on facebook twitter and instagram